All right, hi guys, it's your girl Sika, back in it, we back at it, um, and welcome to another episode of Sika Sem Podcast. Um, today, today, okay, actually a note about my last episode and my trailer, I was pretty nervous, um, and so the way that things came out, I didn't feel flowed and ebbed as naturally as I feel like they should have, most especially in the beginning, uh, the end was a little bit better. But that was just a small note on that, you know, getting getting the first first game jitters and shit out of the way, I guess. Um, but we're back and we're in it. And this week is kind of different. We're going to analyze or you're going to analyze with me or you're going to journey through me, with me um, this conversation that I had with a group of my very good young college first gen um women here at at CU and basically just the conversation was very natural so that's why I'm gonna you know go over through these various kind of talking points I feel like from the conversation that we had but so many points were made from the experiences that my fellow you know immigrant young black women feel around me and I think the biggest thing about that conversation overall was just like the pressure that we feel from our parents, you know, um, for bringing us to college in the first place. And also how that pressure that, you know, is placed on us isn't really supported with like genuine actual, or at least the support that we feel could be, um, that we could need in multiple areas of our lives individually. And it really stood out to me. So I figure let's journey through that together right now and for my my immigrant girls my first gen girls they already know what the fuck's up so let's get into it it's like for them it's just they want to brag that their daughter is a doctor, doctor like, my doctor's a doctor yeah. Da, da, you know yeah but yeah i was like it's still good though yeah but you know what i used to hear a lot or what? what somebody really close to me tells me yeah. um or saying that he used to say it's like well, you know, the, like our parents will die. I mean, yeah. not, it sounds No, but it's, some, no, it's so something bad. I think about a lot. That sounds so bad, but no, yes. our parents do pass. Yeah. And God, you know, you know, hopefully like yeah. it's at a good point in time. Yeah. Oh, and God they bless, hopefully, yeah. God willing, yeah. they pass before you pass. But yeah, yeah, yeah. if life works out the way it's naturally supposed to, mm-hmm. they're going to go before you do. And mm-hmm. you have a decent amount of life left to live mm-hmm. without them being here. Mm-hmm. So what the... F- what the fuck are you going to do <laughs> with us. the rest of like the 40 years you have of life when you're striving to do something that you didn't even give a fuck about? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because who cares? Yeah. Because who cares? So it's like, yeah. I mean, it does feel tough, I think, when you're going against what people want you to do here. But at the end of the day, bro. It's your life. It's, yeah, it's not for all. It's your mental There's, health. No one's going to be there. So. This statement right here is, I think, one of the biggest things that, you know, young African kids have to really um, kind of come to face with when it's like, yeah, you are laid out, you know, you either become a doctor, you become an engineer, you become a lawyer. And, you know, most of us do go out and try to achieve these things. Like we try to go and accomplish these things and ideas placed upon us. And, you know, basically I felt like what really came from this conversation is how have we in turn as a generation and as, you know, first generation youth try to reclaim that for ourselves in a way that, you know, we're not necessarily defying our parents but we are still doing something fruitful or we're still doing something or we find a passion within their passion that has already been placed upon us, which isn't really a passion, more so an expectation. (laughs) Okay, so boom, now, you know, you're looking at a young generation of men and women, young first generation, young men and women who have been raised and brought up under the, you know, 
a construct that these options, those what the branches that I can count on my hands are our career options. You know, they are what is going to make everybody proud. Not only your parents, your family, but the people back home. You know what I'm saying? And but to an extent, it's also bragging rights, like Miriam mentioned. But what's really interesting about that is I don't think that African parents fully comprehend or understand. That's also partially because of African culture not really taking mental health into consideration when it comes to any aspect of life, for the most part, in my opinion. Um, but so you take that already, you know, foundational, I think, belief set in our African parents who were also their own people. But, you know, as they've grown, that is how they grew up and that's how they came up. So you try not to blame them or be upset at them for not being able to provide the certain amount of support um, that you may feel like you need in college. But the point is these great big grand things that they want us to do, accomplish and achieve They have set us up for it, yes, and we are grateful. However, once we get here, it is still hard. It is still a task. It's still something that we have to fight, work for before we get. And oftentimes, at least when it comes to me, I run into the problem where they don't really know how to support me in certain ways because they don't understand that, hey, I'm mentally struggling, you know, with classes and I'm really overwhelmed and I'm doing this, that, and the third. They don't really get that. They just understand that, how hard they fought to get here and give us that opportunity, we're supposed to yield results. And there's there's some trouble that lies in that. And it's like, it's nice to see other people where I feel like I probably would have pursued something different from iFi. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like, <laughs> it's a recording, I'm nervous. Just pretend it's not. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Just pretend it's not. You're it's giving. not. It's really not. <laughs> it's giving that R. Kelly because you guys watched the whole thing from the beginning to the end. She was like, pretend. She's like, because he was like, I don't feel comfortable. She was like, no, just talk to me. Let's have a conversation. What? Maybe it's the journalistic traits in me. You know what I'm saying? Just look at me. No, this is what I mean. I think what you're saying is true about like feeling like you don't really have many options Mm -hmm. and you're kind of like stuck in like you i guess it's like you don't think you have room to mess up like this is your mm-hmm. oh for shot. sure for sure yeah. no for sure like you don't have yeah you don't have a safety net you yeah. don't you're not gonna go to your parents and be like so yeah college did not work out yeah. so i need to it's just who how do you even start that conversation like how do you even begin? girl with african parents girl like, so you couldn't even do the one thing yeah with college. immigrant par- like fuck that like we brought you here so you could go to school that's it yeah literally that's the like, only my mom is just so passive aggressive with it she's like you know like you did everything for yourself you're going to college by yourself so like you know it's up to you if you decide to you know lose your way and like and i'm like what does that lose your way how is that supposed said. to help with anything right now like that's like the worst thing you they don't know say. how to like support you they really don't. no they don't. they really don't that's not their fault though yeah I'm, i know it is i know it, it is it is okay so let's let's take a let's let's take a little break slow down the pace for a second um all the things that were just brought up and mentioned are very valid um experiences for sure but i would like to sort of shift gears here um from this seemingly a bit intense sort of heavy (laughs) discussion and segue into a way in which these young women around me have still managed to find ways to cope um, which in their own individual ways, which I, I want to share with you guys so that you guys can, you know, take what you need, leave what you don't. 
um, and what works for you. Um, because I found it very fascinating. I found it very strengthening that, you know, the fellow, at least, you know, because it was mainly women I was with, the women that I was surrounded by do face these troubles, do kind of have these adversities and are figuring it the fuck out. Like, kudos to y'all. I don't know that. I had my first mental, like, actual breakdown last semester. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, it felt so good to, like, let so many things out. Mm -hmm. And I think it was because I was sick and I was just Mm -hmm. missing so much stuff. Mm -hmm. And it was just like my professor kept, like, being like, you need to get this in, you need to get this in. And I was just like, y'all, I'm, like, dying right now. Mm -hmm. And that's, like, but, like, after, like, I had that and I, like, talked to one of my friends while I was going through it and it just like I felt like I literally was like you know when you cry and then mm-hmm. like you're done crying you just feel like empty like there's mm-hmm. nothing yeah. left yeah. to like worry about yeah. and it, like I was like that felt so good and it's like sometimes I'll just like I'll, I'll be like I want to cry yeah. right now but I just don't have the ability yeah you know what I mean yeah. so it's just like like what I, just... I do is I like will go on my notes and I'll like just like reflect or like mm-hmm. whatever I'm thinking about I'll do that I feel like well, that's been a journal here uh, not really. I, I, I guess like besides the notes thing, thing but yeah. like not really. Like I used to, like sometimes I'll write in my journal, but it's like more of an update in my life. It's like mm-hmm. something for me to look back in the future, but mm-hmm. not like I don't journal like that. I'll do the journal thing. Every once in a while, I'll just have like, I'll just start writing in my notes and I'll mm-hmm. just like write like paragraph after paragraph and I'll just like the next day I'll read it through. And then it's usually just me like, like just throwing up everything that I'm going through. And just rereading it and just deleting it, and I feel like I just deleted it out of my life. It's just like, mm-hmm. that's, that's really good. So that's a nice little method. Yeah. yeah. For me, I mean, I have a note section in my phone, but like I like to write. So mm-hmm. usually that's like the more creative space for me than it mm-hmm. is a personal space. So in my journal, I feel like it's more personal space for me. And hold the fuck up. No, okay, it's working. <laughs> um. <laughs> um is a more personal space for me and I don't usually like I won't go back and delete stuff but I have mm-hmm. realized I don't go back and read it as mm-hmm. much as I do I don't really do that as much yeah but I feel like it's very effective for people who do journal as much as mm-hmm. I do because when I do go back usually I just read in like mm-hmm. large books so I'll just like read like a chunk of my life like it was a mm-hmm. chapter mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying so then I'm like oh but it is very reflective because I'm like because yeah, I really you really yeah. be foolish yeah. that you don't think real, it's real. Um, yeah it's like things that you didn't know about yeah. yourself that when you you were just like when you just started writing it just started coming out and it's, you're like mm-hmm. yeah it's like so, speaking to yourself from the past but also yeah. like and it's yeah. like i guess for, it's like seeing my intuition no, literally. basically and then yeah. i'm like yeah that didn't work out so baby yeah, yeah. <laughs> but here we are yeah <laughs> that's how it's always like i think it's simple to do at least for me anyway because it's difficult to like think about what's going on i don't know like uh-huh. I tried in my room, like okay. one page, and like, yeah. oh god, I'm so sad. Oh, oh, oh my gosh. No, I don't. I mean, I guess I'm. I'm more like I'm. I wanna. I wanna press a little bit more about what you mean because, like, I think, I'm, like, I'm, are you saying like journaling just isn't for you because it's like you don't really have much to like say a lot of the time, or you just don't like what you say? I think. I think that's part of it. Like, I feel like I feel one way, and then writing it down. You know, like when you're, let's say you're mad at a situation and then you feel like you're compromising, like you're telling yourself, okay, well, maybe this wasn't so bad. And it's like, I don't want to think 
something wasn't as bad as I thought it was. Mm-hmm. So it's difficult to like, I don't know how to explain myself. But I see your point. But, yeah. that's, but that's, I think, also maybe partially, it depends, the functionality of like writing your thoughts on mm-hmm. that because sometimes you start to think about your own logic <laughs> in certain situations. Yeah. And then, you know, when you see it out in different ways, I think that's what allows you to reflect in different ways. But it can also be counterintuitive because, like, I'm anxiety. That's why I feel like I write a lot because my mind is always, I feel like my mind is always like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so, like, yeah, so it's like I need to, like, get something else somewhere before yeah. I start to, like. Oh, I, that's what I was going to say. I don't, I, I don't, I try journaling and I just can't do it. And yeah, it's so not for everybody. Yeah. yeah, so I think what I find for me is I meditate a lot. Nice. Like, I just, like, and I've also, it's just, my therapist also kind of helped me a lot with it too because mm-hmm. I was telling her about it and I was like, because she was telling me, she was like, you know, you should try journaling. Like, yeah, well, I'm trying, but it's not for me. And she was like, So then, what are some things you do? And I'm like, I like to meditate a lot because for me, when I'm like having, I also like, I'm just like, my mind is always like, mm-hmm. so like, when I have some time where I just like close my eyes, I even like yeah. do the, I put on those playlists, like yeah. meditation playlists on YouTube and stuff, like the songs and stuff, do or, like the instruments. Do you have any meditation chip, chip, chips? Do you have any meditation chips <laughs> for both me and for? listeners because i actually wanted to start implementing meditation more yeah i think i do for me i do it two ways like i do it before i go to sleep or i do it like when i'm like not really doing anything i like i'll just like sit in silence and i'll just like close my eyes and like i'll take deep breaths like the ones that you can kind of feel like take over your whole body and like i just center it and i'm like i try to start from like my spine to like my center and i'll just like take deep breaths and then like once I'm doing that and I just sort of slowly let things go and like I focus on the breathing just my breathing I do it for like 10 minutes and once I'm done it's like, a solid amount of time it is like most it is people, like, yeah most people when they say you should start meditating they say you should start off at like 2 3 yeah no that's because years. that's because of like it's like I was really like I was really in a bad place in the mm-hmm. summer so like I tried to like I started doing it longer in the summer. Mm-hmm. But before I would do it like for two to three minutes. <laughs> and then like I'll get bored and I'll start thinking about stuff yeah. and I'll just stop doing yeah. it. But when you do it with the music, it kind of guides you a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah. Or even when you just do it with someone, a meditation guide, like mm-hmm. someone telling you what to do, it does help a little yeah. bit. And you don't have That's to force yourself to like yeah. go through everything. Like you mm-hmm. can just try it. Yeah. Just listening to your body and mm-hmm. like how, what your body is telling you can be really helpful. Mm-hmm. That's what I found. I that's why I want to start meditating more because I've only done it like yeah. a few times. I've yeah, never same. Really, like, yeah, yeah. I try getting into it, but I like it's hard. But yeah. The, yeah, the thing about it's also consistent. like it kind of ties in with yoga a little bit mm-hmm. sometimes. Yeah, because you do take times like sure. you know, yeah. think about your breathing sure. a little bit. So I'm like, eh, sort yeah. of meditating. I only, yeah, I only not meditate, the way I want to. I only meditate when I feel like I'm meant to break down. Mm-hmm. Like, that's my whole point. I want to learn. Yeah, because I don't have any. Like I can't. I don't get sad. Like I can't. My emotions. You can't. Cry. Yeah, yeah I like, get that too. Like, like you know, you're, you're in the mood to cry. You know you want to cry. It's just not. But then it's not coming. It's yeah. stuck in your throat. Or something. That's yeah. why I go to the gym. Yeah, same. <laughs> no, I feel like the gym is like it's not even about like being like physically healthy, but it's like I feel like it's just mental. Like it's yeah, that's for me. It's my mental. Like, that's how I yeah. deal with my stress is going to the gym. I wanted to sneak in here and apologize really quickly because the audio does get a bit muffled at this point in time because I was um, recording on my laptop and I'm pretty sure it was overheating and that's like the overheating like sound (laughs) that you hear over it, but it does go away. Um, But I also did want to also catch up with you guys and make sure y'all caught those 
those methods of coping from um, the girls so far. So far, we've caught up to working out and exercise, which I plan on making an entire episode about, (laughs) in all honesty. And then journaling. And if journaling isn't your thing, meditation. And also writing notes in your phone if you're not a full-on journal, like, you know, writer. And, like, I don't know. I feel like it's, like, I don't know. I feel like I have... Like, my anxiety is all, like, tied into school. Mm-hmm. So, like, during the semester, like, I'm always, like, heading to the gym. That's how it's, like, a healthy outlet for me to have Yeah, I think my emotion is also very directly tied to my anger. I've been learning that as well. Yeah. So, when I am that angry, it turns, like, if I don't put it anywhere, it turns into sadness. Yeah. Oh. So, I'll just be really sad. I see. And then I won't. Yeah, I see why that could lead you to wanting to like just when I get upset, I like I try not to think about it. That's my problem. Like I regress it every time. And so that's why I tried meditating because with meditating, like when I do it, like when I was doing it in the summer, I realized that like it helps it centers like what I'm feeling in that moment and kinda lets me process. Actually I went for a run in our area around here and like actually it's so great this is the thing yeah so like we have like a park over here yeah and there's like a little pond Mm -hmm. and you see the mountains and everything and it's actually just super peaceful because like you like it just smells like nature and like Mm -hmm. you just hear like all these like birds and you hear people too but it's just like it's like in the background Mm -hmm. and then like with the scenery and everything it Mm -hmm. just feels so relaxing Because I honestly hate running. I absolutely hate it. No, literally. But when you're running outside, since you're like like taking in so much stuff, mm-hmm. it just becomes so much more relaxing. Versus mm-hmm. like just on a treadmill. When do you go? Um, I just been doing it. Yeah, like after classes. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, because I have to leave early in the morning, yeah, yeah. so I don't have time in the morning. Yeah. So I've been going like when I come back, I'll like change and I'll go for like a little run around the area and I'll come back. So. You know, long story short, we are still going to have these consistent struggles and things to deal with, especially as we continue to grow in ourselves, in our, you know, various careers. And it's also really funny. I I think it'd be um, very interesting to mention that all women that were um, included in this conversation were indeed on or at least majoring to be on the track of those things that I had um, said I could count on on my hands. Um. But like I said, we are still finding our own ways to take charge of it, reclaim it, and try to be happy as we can moving forward in our lives while still trying to, you know, uphold the idea of success that was placed upon us since we were young. Um, And so in that, I just felt it was really important to highlight how we are transcending through this and to hopefully give you guys some some ideas. Like I said, take what you take what you need, leave what you don't. Um, If journaling works for you, I would love to make a whole episode about journaling because that is my thing. If you prefer to go out, if you don't even want to exercise, you can get into running, you know, when you feel really stressed out because it really does feel like a release after like a solid, quick paced run, you know, Um, and and also just like Sarah was describing, just the scenery and the calmness of it can also be very soothing to your brain. But if all of those things don't work and you're not really into getting physical or maybe you're not going through something that requires physical um, exertion, you know what I'm saying? You can you can meditate like my friend Rolla was saying and, you know, try and find your center in that. And I would love to include some guided meditation 
in my episodes moving forward and I think I would like to include in right now um for the people that listened and even though you may not be a first-gen immigrant um it's still these values are still very important these ways of coping these ways of handling ourselves is still very important no matter who you are I think um and so we should just take a moment to just take a deep breath in and out one more time in and out and just really feel centered within ourselves and our bodies and in our purpose because I think that is huge um And it's definitely, these ways of coping have definitely been huge for these young women. You know, the sikasem, the money getters. You know what I'm saying? They know what the fuck's on. (laughs) Um, But thank you once again for tuning into this episode. Please, please leave any questions for us or for any of the young women um, based on what they said. And I can bring them back on again to discuss whatever you are curious about. Once again, thank you for loving on me because i love you just for loving on me and never forgets let's cross our summer sick and we out this motherfucker (laughs) bye